up and driving when the sun goes down the hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time now it don't Good evening, friends. This is Jeff and Gary Rayburn, Channel 21, Lonesome Road Ministries, Conference Line host. And we've got a great program for you tonight. We're every Thursday at 5 p.m. That's Central Time. That's Tulsa Time. And we'll have a great meeting with uh, different speakers and a lot of prayer and praise reports to go along with the, with the meeting. So we're glad you joined us. And We'd ask you to log on to lonesomeroad.org and contact us and let us know and let us help you out there on that old lonesome road. So buckle up and hang on for Church on the Road. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have the white line fever to the day. Tonight, I'm so troubled. I feel so alone and lost. But I want to thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross. I know you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. The love you had for all mankind still lives on today. I've done nothing in my life to uphold your lovely name and looking back on the life I've lived I can only hang my head in shame I've walked on you time and time again in both words and deeds it seems I swung the hammer that drove the nails in your hands and feet it seems I held a spear that pierced your precious side. I didn't know it then, Jesus, 
but you had already died. There you were, so innocent. And me, I'm the guilty one. I've crucified the Lamb of God, God's only child, His Son. I feel like I'm one of the soldiers who gambled for your clothes. But now, I wish I'd been there on that third day when you arose. What a morning that must have been when that stone was rolled away. There you stood in all your glory. You conquered death, hell, and the grave. Now you're at the Father's right hand, interceding for sinners like me. You come to earth and died, and you did it so willingly. You paid the sin price for everyone. You are certain of the cost. I want to thank you again, Jesus, for dying on the cross. I know heaven is a perfect place, a place I'm not worthy to enter in. But before I go to sleep tonight, Lord, please, please, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. Hey friends, we got a great message for you on today's program by Charles Tumbleweed Stevens. And you're going to really enjoy this message that we had on our conference line. But hey, I want to put on one more song before we get into Charles's message. So here's a song for all you drivers out there on that old lonesome road. Is a lonely life. 
saying goodbye If I could have one wish It would be To turn back the hands of time So I could erase the pain I've caused From your mind If only I could make this dream come true If I could have it my way It would be me and you all enjoyed that and now here's that message by Charles Stevens from our conference line recently. So Tumbleweed share what's on your heart tonight. I'll start with God's word uh, Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God he is God the faithful God which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. How powerful that verse is there, you know, as we hear here in God's word, how the Lord is faithful. And he keeps covenant and mercy. And I was thinking about that, Brother Gary, that, uh, you know, he keeps his promises. All, any promise that we can read in the Bible, he keeps. He's faithful. He's true. He loves us. He, he, like I said earlier, you know, he sent his son to die on the cross for a, a wretch like me. And each and every one has said yes to Christ. And, and uh, it, it goes along with tonight's message. You know, actually, when I heard that, Back in uh, April, Charles Stanley, you know, uh, many of y'all have listened to Charles Stanley over the years, and he has, uh, he's really been a blessing to me over the years. Uh, back even before I had a regular church, you know, I'd listened to him quite a bit, you know, and still did, even until uh, the Lord called him home at 90 years old, on uh, April the 18th. But, um, I've been getting his newsletters, his monthly letter uh, for years and years, and uh, he he had always put in a lot of encouragement. He put in God's word. He it, it actually the the letterhead on his letter uh, reads from the pastor's heart, 
And it, uh, after I heard of his passing, and a few days later, I went through some of my mail and had and found this March of 2023 letter, his monthly letter that he sends out to those that uh, wishes wish for it or, and helped with the ministry in different areas and uh, subscribed to his uh, mag- monthly magazine. But uh, as I read this, you know, I just had to share it with the, the group on the Midnight Crusaders. And uh, even when I talked to Gary the other day, I was telling him about it. And he said that would really go well too but uh, I just I still left it in the hands of the Lord if there's any other thing because you know uh, God knows exactly what we need and when we need it and uh, he wants us to ask so he can knock for all these things and but anyhow as as Charles Stanley wrote this letter I, I looked at the date on it and it was his March 2023 monthly uh, letter to the, uh, those that he uh, had the outreach for, and he, uh, and I, you know, he had no idea in March that the Lord was going to call him home in April, just the very next month, and that made me, I guess, in a way, when I got to thinking about that, I got to thinking, you know, I'm curious to see what the Lord put on Mr. Stanley's heart, really, really dig into his letter this month, that March letter that month, and and it speaks to all of us. Any blood-bought child of God, we can relate. And, uh, and, and what the Lord had put on his heart for the month right before he called him home. And I wanted to share it with y'all because it speaks to each and every one of us, and, and it, spe- it definitely speaks to me. In a, in a big way. And it goes right along. He even mentions this uh, Deuteronomy 7, 9, how the Lord God is faithful. So I'll start with uh, what what he, he starts here in this uh, March letter. He uh, starts out, I've been serving a church in Bartow, Florida for only 11 months when the Lord began speaking to me about coming to Atlanta. That request seemed extremely illogical to me at the time. I'd been taught that to be an effective pastor, you go somewhere and stay a good long while. Yet I knew God was telling me to leave. For about four months, I gave God lots of reasons why I couldn't do it. It wasn't reasonable. It wasn't the way I was trained. It wasn't what I wanted to do. My fellow pastors might think poorly of me. But he wasn't, God wasn't persuaded at all. He kept pressing my heart to do what he said to do. Eventually, I ran out of excuses and accepted his call to move to Atlanta. Now I often think about what I would have missed if I hadn't taken that step of blind obedience. I remember in many of Charles Stanley's messages, 
he would he would quote this powerful, powerful note. It was obey God and leave the consequences to Him. He mentioned that many times as I listened to his sermons. To obey God and leave all the consequences to Him, and how true that is. If we would just obey God. And he continues here in this letter, God's requests are often stepping stones to the most fantastic blessings and incredible experiences of our lives. And ain't that true? We sometimes don't take the first step, however, thinking that what he's asking isn't really all that important. But to God, that first step is often a big leap toward life-changing blessings and growth for us. One of the most interesting examples of this can be seen in the life of Peter, the fisherman by trade, in, over in Luke chapter 5. You know, it, in, in Luke chapter 5 it starts off, you know, that, well, I'll just turn to it. Luke chapter 5 starts out, it came to pass, that as the people pressed upon him to bear the word of God, he stood by the lake at Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the, from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. You know, Peter, he was doing a routine task that morning. You know, they were, they were cleaning their nets. You know, Jesus was standing by their teaching. But as the crowd grew... I can imagine as Jesus was there on the shore a preaching and, and sharing with the people as they gathered on that shore and how he went out and got in one of those ships and asked Peter to push him out. And how important that was to, to be able for Jesus to be a blessing to all the people. You can only imagine how hard it was, you know, for for the people gathered around there on the shore in a limited space, but how I could only imagine, you know, it's kind of being an amphitheater when Jesus went out on the water in that ship and was able to look upon the crowd that had gathered out there on the shore. But, uh, you know, Jesus got into the boat and, and he went out into the water. And, you know, it was a simple request, but Peter obeyed. Think of how simple that was. How simple of a request that Jesus asked Peter to push him out a little ways in the water. But Peter didn't object. He didn't object to him being in his boat or even, you know, I'm sure, you know, as we know later on in the story that they'd fished all night and hadn't caught anything. And you know they were tired and they were cleaning their nets. But yet, he took the time and obeyed and pushed Jesus out. 
And, and you know, by Peter being obedient, he, he, after he got done preaching, praise God, you remember the story, hallelujah, that he put, told them to go out into the deep and cast their nets back out into the water. And you know, Peter even told him, you know, that they had fished all night and hadn't caught anything. But he did what Jesus said anyway. And all of a sudden, Peter had two boatloads of fish. It was about to sink his one boat. He had to call for the other one to come out there. Two boatloads of fish. But they didn't lose not one. Didn't even The, the nets didn't even break. And Peter was so amazed that he, when he got to shore, he left everything and followed Jesus. And I'll, let's see here, as, as Charles Stanley brings out in his letter, Peter's story has a lot to teach us about obedience, especially the importance of taking the first step, obeying God in small or seemingly irrelevant matters, is an essential movement toward his greatest blessings. A good example of that, you know, is uh, remember when he told the parable of the, of the talents, how he gave one man, the, uh, the, the master gave the three servants, one five talents, one two talents, and one one talent. And went away for a long while, the Bible says. If the story's over in Matthew, I looked it up before uh, earlier today in Matthew chapter 25. But uh, we all know that parable very well. For when the master came back, the one that was given five talents, he, had, uh, he was obedient and uh, had five more talents. And he said, well done, good and faithful servant. In the same way with the man that had two talents. And he came and, and was presented him with two more. Well done, good and faithful servant. But the one that had only one talent, you know, he said he dug a hole and hid it. He knew he was a harsh man. And when he presented it to the master, you know, how evil and wicked that the master told this one servant that he didn't even give it to the money changers to earn a little bit of interest. So he might have thought that was a small thing, one talent. And, and you know how that represents maybe that first step that God may be calling someone on here tonight to step out in faith. And like Mr. Stanley here uh, showed that that first step of obedience God will go a little more next time and a little greater next time, just like Peter here in this story. That he started out by just asking him to push him out a little ways in the water in his boat. And then it, how it led to the, uh, the two boatloads of fish. Hallelujah. You know, that... Uh, you know, obeying God in the small or, or the irrelevant matters, you know, we may think, just like that man with the one talent, that it really don't matter anyway, but oh, it does. If God is telling you or, or speaking to your heart 
to do something, how important that first little step is. You know, when God says to do something, always, you know, we, we say, well, I'll pray about it. Well, I need to get some counsel or, or maybe even, you know, well, is that really what you want us to do or want me to do? But we all know if the Lord's been tugging on your heart, you know you don't have to pray about it anymore. But, now, you know, there, there's times that we do need to pray. You know, if you're not for sure, even pray with a, another brother or sister in Christ. Have them pray about it too. But a lot of times, you know, you know God's leading you that direction. And, you know, and sometimes, well, I need to pray more about it or whatever. It's just, you know, stalling. And, you know, God knows our heart. He knows exactly, you know, when we are doing what He called us to do. I mean, godly counsel is good in a lot of times when we're not sure. But when we're sure and we know in our heart God's saying to step out of the boat just like Peter did, you know, hallelujah. But anyhow, we just uh, we do need to uh, make that first step. That first and the right response is yes to whatever he's asking us to do. Here, Mr. Stanley uh, speaks of Peter some more about Peter's story teaches us something else too. God's blessings for obedience will often be unexpected like Peter's amazing surplus of fish and his transformed life. What's more, the reward spilled over to those all around him. Think of all the other fishermen who shared in that catch of all those fish. And they even went home that day with a special, unexpected gift from the Lord. They were not only provided for, but most likely greatly encouraged. Look what they was able to witness that day. Not only to hear the teaching of the Lord, but to see this miracle of the great fish. You know, even the crowd who could hear Jesus better when Peter did as he was told. They were all blessed that day. The Lord continued to teach them from Peter's boat, and they continued to listen. When you obey God, He'll make you a blessing to other people. For example, a parent's obedience will improve the lives of the children. Just think, of when the Lord leads. I was trying to think of some examples of my own. When I'm obedient to what God's telling me to do, your children or those around you will be blessed also. Just as they was witness to when we pray for a car or if we pray for a loved one, and we're praying with them being there involved when we hold their hands when we pray also. Even for a sick one in the family, when they see our faith, our prayers being answered, how much does that encourage them? 
And how much does that show them that they could trust God, our Savior, Jesus Christ? Hallelujah, how our obedience, when the Lord puts something on our heart to pray for somebody, our children see, our family members see. And, and not only that, but how all of those are affected when we say yes, when Jesus is, when the Lord, the Holy Spirit is telling us to do, even if it's, I shared this with Gary, it was even in my testimony, how my wife and I was in a restaurant and the Lord was putting on my heart to ask the waitress if she had any prayer requests. And you know how we naturally, well, you know, I, I don't know. Lord, is this really from you? And, uh, but I, when she went to get our drinks and the lady came back, well, I told my wife, I said, the Lord's putting on my heart to ask her if she has any prayer requests when she brings our drinks and takes our order. And praise God, uh, I was obedient that time and, and just didn't, you know, sometimes I have to not think about it too much, just do it. When God tells me to do something, I just have to do it and not think about it. If, you know, I, I, that's, that's one of my problems. If I get to thinking about it too much, to say, okay, Lord, yes. And I did. When she came back, I said, uh, uh, we pray before we ha eat, uh, do you have any prayer requests? And that lady dropped her pen and pad on the table and grabbed my hand and with her other hand grabbed my wife's hand. And she said, yes, we just lost our child. And it touched my heart. It touched my heart. I couldn't hardly pray. This lady was hurt. Her and her husband was hurt. And I was able to pray right there with her. And by being, excuse me, by me being obedient at that moment, how it encouraged and blessed me to know how God speaks to us even in the moments we're not expecting Him to. Something as simple as, as asking a waitress if she has any prayer requests. You know, and, and how we don't have any idea the struggles that the next person may be going through. And how by me being obedient encouraged my wife. And how it touched my wife's heart to be part of that prayer for that waitress. Had encouraged that waitress's life to pray for her and her husband that just lost his child, and how she was able to share that with her husband, and how how God moved in that situation. You know, I I, I haven't seen the lady since then, but praise God that it, it blessed my heart to be a blessing to somebody else by just saying yes, Lord, I'll do that, even though it may. Suck. It seemed so irrelevant, or it seemed not that important at the time. I mean, we were thinking about what we were going to eat. You know, we weren't thinking about prayer. Hallelujah. We weren't thinking about, you know, the waitress's concerns. But, oh, God knows each and every one of our concerns. Oh, how he knows each and every one of our needs. How he knows. The, the ones, the strangers that we may come across, the, the, the drivers that we may come across as we travel, 
the, even the places where we go in to pick up and deliver our loads, or the co-workers that we may come across, which reminds me of one morning when I came in and was dropping out on the yard. As I cut, got out and was going around to roll my dollies down and unhook, uh, uh, another one of our co-workers pulled in, and I just noticed, just noticed him. When he got out of his vehicle, he sort of had his head hung down, and he looked troubled. I could just sense such a trouble, uh, uh, heartache. That it, it, it's just something not right. And I hollered at him, Hey, Richard! And he looked up, and I said, Jesus loves you. And it was like I seen that frown turn upside down. And he said, Yes, you're right. And something as simple as three words can be such a such a wonderful blessing to those. Be sensitive to the Spirit. Be sensitive to what Jesus is telling you to do. Whether if it's just those three words to call out to a brother or a sister, a stranger, a co-worker, anyone around you, anyone you come in contact with, today, tomorrow, the next day, how, what an encouragement those three words could be to anyone and, and you know how it could lead. Only God knows the ripple effects. You know when you throw a rock in the pool of water, the big old pond out there and how that rock, those ripple effects, those ripple effects, think about that now. Think about when those ripples come out from around where that rock gets the water. They don't go in one direction. They go all around. Praise God. They go all around in all directions, those ripple effects. Something as simple as Jesus loves you. Or can I pray for you? Hallelujah. Or can I share how the Lord has worked in my life in this situation? Can I tell you how God has touched when I was sick? Can I tell you how God has used me? Oh, so many ways God is wanting to use us. The fields are full and white and ready for harvest. For each and every one of us to share the very love of Jesus Christ. To let our light shine. Whether if it's three words or a, or a 30 minute uh, sermon, praise God. Or just a, a kind word or a kind deed. A, a help. A helping hand. Hallelujah. Oh, how far that goes. But glory to God. This final paragraph here in, in Mr. Stanley's letter, he says, finally, obeying God allows him to demonstrate his power in our lives. Just think, that one simple act of obedience by Peter led to a miracle right there on the boat. He'd never seen so many fish in his life at one time <laughs> And what he witnessed made Peter's faith skyrocket. And it was the beginning of the most exciting three years anybody could possibly live, walking with the Lord Jesus Christ every day. It was Peter who later made one of the greatest statements of faith recorded in Scripture when he answered Jesus' question, who that you say that I am. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus declared that Peter 
had been blessed by the Father in heaven with this essential knowledge. Hallelujah. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this message today, Lord God. I just ask you to touch each and every one that hears this message. And Lord, that you will help me to be more obedient when you tug on my heart, whether to speak a word, to, to do a deed, or, or to just come alongside of a brother or sister. Whatever it is that you... Even sometimes it may be hard to do what you're calling us to do. But Lord, you said, Lord, that you will provide and you'll never leave us and you'll never forsake us. Just like that verse we started with in Deuteronomy 7, verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Amen. At my door Come on in And ease my pain I've never felt hurt like this before The darkness has covered me From inside My shame no longer can I ignore Yes, it's time I realize Jesus is Lord Lord, Lord Come be my friend Please, Lord, forgive me Wash away my sins I surrender my life is yours Jesus is Lord 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 hear my song I pray Lord keep me strong I know now I was wrong in my heart that's where you belong the darkness has covered me from inside My shame no longer can I ignore Yes, it's time I realize Jesus is Lord Lord, Lord, come be my friend Please, Lord, forgive me, wash away my sins. I surrender, my life is yours. Jesus is Lord. Lord, Lord, come be my friend. Please, Lord, forgive me, wash away my sins. I surrender, my life 
is yours, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord. Are you away from God? Would you like to get closer to God than you've ever been? It's as simple as saying a little prayer, asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart, asking Jesus Christ to fire you back up like you was when you first got saved. Whatever the situation is with you right now, we want to pray with you. All you got to do is pray a simple little prayer. It can be as simple as, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Lord, I want to do more. I want to be everything that you've called me to be. Take out my stony heart and give me a brand new heart. I will live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name. I was lonesome, lost and afraid. Traveling down sin's endless highway I came to the crossroads of life With my burdens of pain and strife From on my knees a miracle for me for now I can clearly see Jesus Christ, precious Lamb of Calvary Whose grace and mercy covered me On that night, the storm of my life Lonely darkness haunting my soul Heart of stone, thought I was alone Yet he stood there right next to me From on my knees a miracle for me now I can clearly see Jesus Christ, precious Lamb of Calvary Whose grace and mercy covered me Eternal life 
There's a kind of thing that just breaks a man It breaks him down to his knees Lord, I've been broken more than a time or two Then he would pick me up And he would show me what it means to be a man Roger Barkley Jr., and what a great partner he is right here at Lonesome Road Ministries. He's one of our chaplains. He is also a partner with us in the radio program and Lonesome Road Ministry. He'll be at our conference this year, Running Sound. He's just an awesome talent, and he's got a website, rogerbarkleyjr.com. His phone number is 502-382-8299 for all of your media needs. He can help you with whatever project that you're working on. Give him a call and let him help you with your website, your media projects, your songwriting, whatever it is, Roger Barkley Jr. is the man to call. How about one more song by Roger Barkley Jr. before we close out today's program?
And yes, friends, Roger Barkley Jr. is available to come to your church or your Christian event. Call him at 502-382-8299 or rogerbarkleyjr.com. And we're going to close today's program like we close most of our programs, and that's with my testimony in song. And here's Dennis McKay to sing it for you at the foot of the tree. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Those 18 wheels are rolling that old lonesome road and I shared the good news wherever I go yes there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be and I tell everybody what's happened to me how I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past but I called his name This chance Could it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Brokenhearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree. I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus. At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree
Hey drivers, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road Radio, and we want to hear from you. Give us a shout. Our phone number is 618-383-2107 or log on to lonesomeroad.org. And if you can't give us a call, then just blow your air horn as you're driving by. Rhythm 